please. Those of you who traveled and you're back, you're welcome. I hope you brought us something from the village. I don't want anything from the township. I want something from the village. You're welcome. We thank God for joining Mrs. Okay, today I'm going to, uh, we're going to talk about, you know the theme of the year is the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, which is sharing your life with the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to talk about healed, the witness of the Holy Spirit, about healing. I want you to know that healing is God's dinner bell. You know, when you call your children to come and eat you, that's God's dinner bell healing. That's what it does all the time. All the time. I mean, all the time. All the time. So we're going to talk about it. But let's read that text, 1 John 5, 9 to 10. Since we believe human testimony, please, I want you to please pay attention. Do not cheat yourself. Don't come to church and live like that. Pay attention. If you are coming to church and you are not prepared to listen, don't come. Because it's waste of time. God will bless you through the word. The way God blesses today is through the word, mostly. Mostly. The ones he does by his spirit, because he's God on his own, it's not his normal way of doing things. That's why he said the just shall live by his what? Faith. He didn't say you live by the anointing. He can do something because he's God. But it's not his normal way. You may live all your life and God never does anything like that for you. Because he expects you to walk by faith. Young Cho had one of the biggest ministries in the world. The the largest church in the world. He said, I never even had God, as they say. And and all I did was follow the Bible. All I did all my life was simply follow the Bible. And God was confirming them as I followed them. So that's all I did. So if you're here this morning and you come to church anything, please help yourself. Don't sit aloof. Listen. And let that word, what? Get into you. So let me start reading. First John 5, 9. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. If you believe what human beings tell you, God says, why not believe the one I tell you? My testimony is greater than the one you can hear from anybody. He says, and God has testified about his son. God said, the things I tell you about my son, why don't you believe them? Believe them. If, you, if, if people don't believe you, you, you might get mad. Believe God. All who believe in the Son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is true. Those who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar. Because they don't believe what God has testified about his son. It's not an option not to believe what God said. If he's really God, one way you show he's God is you believe what he says. We cannot share intimacy with the Holy Spirit when we are calling him a liar. You can share intimacy with anybody who who doesn't trust, who doesn't believe. Relationship is based on trust. You're calling God a liar by what what you you don't agree with what he says, you do your own. You you can't have intimacy with him. Just forget it. It's not going to work. 
There are three things I want to tell us you need to do if you want to have real intimacy with the Spirit of God. These three things, you must do them. Number one, you must be quick to repent. Don't drag your repentance. If you've done anything wrong, be humble enough to accept it. You must be quick to repent. That was what went for David. David did a lot of wrong things, but David never tried to shift his wrong on somebody else. Any single time, every single time, David was confronted with what he did, he said, yes, it's me. And that's the kind of heart God wants, a humble heart. To, to drag, to defend yourself is pride. And God resists the proud every day of their life. You can't have fellowship with God when he's resisting. And number two, it is a sign you are not ready to change yet. Don't worry about it. I want to repeat. Forget about it. Quick, very quick, to repent. Don't be like Adam. Adam was putting off his issues on his wife, blaming the wife for it all. But it didn't, it didn't save him from divine judgment. Very quick, be humble. Just say, yeah, I'm sorry, it's me. All this trying to, you know, make, create a good picture of yourself is a waste of time because God knows your heart. After all, what we do before people really doesn't count. What counts is what God is doing. That's what counts. So after you've made yourself good before people and you go to God and God is not having fellowship with you, aren't you losing big time? God says the, the lowly, the, the humble, I will lift them up. The pride, that means the lowly, the, the humble, God will lift them up. But if you lift up yourself, God says, I'm going to do what? Bring you down myself. When you set yourself up to fall like that, I don't understand how it is in your interest or it works for you. What kind of intimacy are you going to have? That's number one. Number two, be very quick to forgive people. I'm telling you now, you want to have intimacy with the Spirit of God? Very quick to repent. Don't keep it going. Look, be a baby. Just agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm from your heart, too. It's not, it's not I'm sorry. No, no, from your heart. Number two, be very quick to forgive people. Very, very quick. Because people will offend you. And you will offend others, too. People will offend you, definitely. There's no way people will not offend you. And then you will offend people. Is there anybody here who has never offended anybody? We offend one another. So you can't keep what somebody did to you as if you, as you have never offended anybody. We should be very quick to forgive. The standard of forgiveness is what Jesus taught us, as I have loved you, as I have forgiven you. Very, very quick. It doesn't pay you any dividend to hold grudge. It has no spiritual value at all. It will pump your ego and, and, and pump up your wicked heart but God has nothing to do with it. James 2, 13 says, For he shall have judgment without mercy, that had showed no mercy, and mercy rejoiced against judgment. What you make happen to others, that's what you get back. So we must be quick to forgive people. 
tell you, the devil will try not to let you do that. He'll come and tell you somebody like you. But who, <laughs> if you are somebody, I thought you died in Christ. You don't live anymore. Paul said, none of these things, what? He said, it's a long time I died in Christ. He said, I've been caught from the world. So if you don't want to have mercy, keep bearing grudge and keep talking about what they did to you and talking about it and feeling important and feeling I holier than that. If you read the book of Isaiah, God says that such attitude of I holier than thou, he says it stinks in my nose. That's what he said. It stinks in my nose. Number three, be quick to believe what God says. This truth if you did them consistently, God will, God will invade your space. <laughs> he will invade your space. I'm not kidding. It's not too much reading the Bible. It's the one you read. Believe it now. Act on it. It's not that I'm reading Bible 24 hours, but you are not doing any of it. Be quick. Be quick. Be quick to believe God. If we don't believe God, he grieves his spirit. That's one major way to grieve the Holy Spirit. It's not to believe it. Because you call him a liar. And he said, when you hear his voice, do what? Harden not as in the day of the provocation. He called it provocation. You are provoking me. Look at what he said in Psalm 95 verse 10. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation. Can you imagine God he said, I'm grieved with somebody all his life. All his life he's been grieving. 40 years. Why was he grieved with them? And said, it is a people that err in their heart and they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, you see, they provoke God to a wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. They are not seeing my blessing. They won't see it. Faith is huge with God. Faith, it's very, very huge with God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. It, it can't happen. So training yourself to is something you need to do to train yourself. To easily believe the scripture. Because again, the enemy will try to trick you to see things from a human point of view and reason and reason, reason your way out of contention with God. And God says, who has believed what? So that my arm will be revealed there. It doesn't take killing yourself. Just believe you see the glory of it. So these three things are important. And I pray that you remember them and walk towards them. So here is the witness that God gave about his son. But he said, you need to believe my witness. If you believe one another, somebody tells you something, you believe it. Let me tell you something. If somebody comes to tell you something, after he's told, you say, who said that? They say, it's, it's my brother. So, so, so. Ah, that brother is so honest. See what you're saying? You're testifying about the character of that brother. But after they say that, they, who said they say, Sister Agnes, mm, forget it. Hmm? Sister you know, what you are saying is that Sister Agnes has no integrity. When you hear God and you say, forget it, 
what they are saying, God has no integrity. You see, that, that tells you how much of God you know. How much of God you know shows from how you can trust him. Because if you know him, you trust him. The reason they said, brother so said, you say, ah, that's because you know that brother well. If you didn't know that brother, you would say, I, I don't know this person. But you, so by what we believe, accept or don't accept from people, it's telling us how we rate those people. Sitting here, there are people, if you get doing something with them, you are afraid because you know they are certified troublemakers. They have certification for making what? Trouble. You know it. Because you know the person you are dealing with. There are people you are dealing, you are dealing with. Ah, you, you don't have any God at all. Because they are certified peacemakers. So if we don't trust God, we are, we are saying, he's not God. And that tells you, you don't know him. Because he's God. The Bible says, let him, every man be a liar. But let God be what? True. That you don't trust him doesn't mean he's not God. It means you don't know him. That's what he said. He said, they have not known my ways. They don't know me. So, this is the witness God gave about his son to the church. Romans 12, 3. He's trying to tell us that when you believe in Christ, you have faith. You do have faith. Romans 12, 3, for I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, every man that is among you, every, he's talking to the church, every Christian, every man that is among you, every person that has ever believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not talking to every man everywhere. He said, those among you. I'm writing to the church. And every man means every person. Every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man what? Measure of it. So the testimony of God is that you have a measure of it. So to stand up and say, I don't have it, you are calling God a liar, you do have it. God said, I gave you a measure of it. I gave you a measure of it. Second Corinthians 4, 13. We have in the same spirit of it. We have it. The same spirit of it every Christian has. We have the same spirit of it according as it is written now. Because it's written that God has dealt us a measure of it. I believed, therefore I have spoken. We also believe now, therefore we speak. I said, the reason I'm saying what I'm saying because I have faith. And you have faith. Romans 10, 14. But how, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without accepting and believing? For Isaiah the prophet said, Lord, who had believed our message? is quoting Isaiah 53 verse 1. Then verse 17 says, So faith comes by hearing, 
That is hearing the good news about Christ. He said, the, the feet of those who are preaching the gospel. So when you heard the gospel, God implied. They are all struggling to have it. They are all struggling. This one is not working. One B now. Wah, wah, wah. One B. Is it working? The other one is better, right? Huh? It's working. Okay. It's booming in my ears. So uh, he said to me, he said, they are struggling. He said, sometimes they are wondering what this is. Stop wondering. You have it. God gave it to you. When you came to Christ, you came by your hearing the gospel. And you have it. Can you hear me? If you have it, say amen. Tell yourself, I have faith. Say it confidently, I have faith. And then because of this, let me show you what God, they gained the testimony of God. God said, why don't you believe my testimony? Ephesians 3, though I am the least deserving of God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles, Christians, about the endless, about the what? Endless, what? Treasures available to them. He said, since you believed in Christ, that faith has made you a recipient of endless treasures that God has. All the blessings of God. All of them. Not so. He said, God gave me the privilege to be telling these Gentiles who have believed in Christ now, the endless treasures. Limitless. Completely limitless. His love for you is limitless. If you have ever seen an ocean, I don't know if you have seen an ocean before. If you have not, you go to New York. As you stand and look at that ocean, it's nothing compared with the God's love for you. It, the Bible says endless. Endless. Limitless. Jesus said, this is a well of water you can drink all you want to. It's all you. It's all mine. Stop thinking how to. It's already yours. Let me read it again. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the, about the, about the, come on, about the, say, say like you mean it, about the endless what? Treasures available to me. Okay, let's say it now. About the endless treasures available to me in Christ. Endless. Think of it. God said, believe my testimony. If you're going to be believing people, why don't you believe? Look at one. Let's see some of them. Ephesians 3, 50, 12. This is good because now we're praying and fasting. Because of Christ and our faith in him. See that faith you have, what it does. We can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Period. Because of your faith in Christ, you can come before God boldly, confident, anytime. You don't need a prophet to go for you. You don't need a pastor to do it for you. If you come, I'll kick you out. 
I will tell you to go because you two have the same faith I have. And you can go boldly like I can go. Sometimes we are not too sure what to do for God to accept us. Sometimes we think, I must do this. I don't have to do anything. If you are sitting there, you are still his child. All these things are still your privileges. You can talk to him in your kitchen, talk to him in the bathroom, talk to him anywhere. The Bible said it is only because of your faith, nothing else. Did you see any other reason there? Because of your faith. So when you say, Father, in Jesus' name, be sure, be certain, be confident that you are in his presence and his hearing. Hearing. Remember where we started? God said, why don't you believe my testimony about my son? Believe it now. Stop looking for rituals. Those are demonic. There's no verse of the scripture that puts ritualism in relationship with God. It's as simple as it can be. God's relationship with you is the simplest thing anybody can enjoy. You don't have to go to school. You don't even have to be smart. People who walk with God, Peter and John, they looked at them, they said, these people are unlearned. In fact, they don't, unlearned is not, it's something like people do have, don't have skill. That's the way the Sanhedrins and the educated people describe them. But they say, we want them, they are being with Christ. So when they started raising the limb, all those people ran out of their meeting. When they started demonstrating the kingdom of God, you realize that it's not because, it, these are people that say they have no education, nothing. Fishermen. Let me say here, there is nothing you are dealing with God that is difficult. If it's difficult, you have introduced human wisdom there. Everything you are doing with God, God is carrying the heavy load. You are just carrying nothing. We are a bunch of receivers. God is paid the price. God, everything, he performed the word by his spirit. Everything. All we do is receive, enjoy. That's why I say, cease from your labor. You are done. Stop. And I enjoy my glory, my mercy. It's of the lost mercy we are not. It's not all this ritualism. Do this by 1 a.m. Do this by 2. <laughs> Somebody called me out of state. Wasted my time. Just talking junk. I was patient. After almost 40 something minutes of pure junk, I said, I'm preaching tomorrow. So I've just come back, settled down, just had tea. What I drank was tea, not British tea. I won't tell you my type of tea. I said, I just finished this tea. I'm just resting so that I can start my next work. I said, please, can I finish my sermon? When I mean pure junk, pure junk. Didn't even know where to start. All this ritualism is not in the Bible. The, the word is lamp unto what? My feet. And light unto follow the word. God is in the light. As simple as it is, follow it like that. And you see the glory of God. God says I'm in the light. That's why I'm not in ritualism. I'm not a dirt junk. 
so let's see Psalm 103 from verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is what? Within me, bless. Why are we even blessing now? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not what? You see, what is benefit? What is benefit? Daddy said profit. Daddy, what did you say? Profit. Daddy said it's profit. What is benefit? What is benefit? Many of you came here before me. So what is benefit? Huh? Gain? Dave said gain. Somebody said gain. What is benefit? What? You can do expo and check. What is benefit? What something you are entitled to. That's it. And I'm not surprised he's uh, from the men's ministry. Men, praise the Lord. Yeah. If you want to join us, we meet second Saturday of the month. You can join us. Even women are welcome to our ministry. Something you are what? Entitled to. Why? He just told us that the endless treasures of God are yours. So you're entitled to them. He's just giving you specifically, these are them, these are them, in your practical day life, so you know, you know them. I say God brings everything down to the lowest shape. Everything. Everything. I'm telling you, everything. Let me tell you how simple God is. The first time I saw vision in my life, I wasn't even born again. I was not. And what made me see vision was my wife. But then I wanted to marry her. I wanted to marry her so badly, Dave. I was so, you could stop me. I fell in love with her from head to, to everything. So I went to God in prayer. I said, Lord, I don't know you. See how God, how God deals with us. If you are sincere, God will deal with you. If you are sincere, don't stop playing all this religion, trying to show him how. He's not interested in all of that. I said, Lord, I said, God, I don't know you. I said, I don't know you. I'm being honest. I said, but I'm just talking to you the best way I know. I said, if I know better, I will do better. This is all I know. I said, you started marriage. And I want you to show me who I marry because if I make mistake, I will blame you every day of my life. This is what I said. I said, I blame you. I said, I don't know you. If I know better, I will do. But this is all I know. So the way I'm talking to you is all I know. So show me my wife. I said, I'm not coming with anybody in my heart. And again, to the God's grace, I didn't have any, any moneka or, or genetic in my heart. Nobody. Nobody. Those are the things that confuse you people, all these young people. You are, you are pushing, calling Monica overnight. You are, yeah, hey, 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 hey. And then you call Agnes tomorrow. And then you come to Pastor Victor. Pastor Victor, I'm confused. I don't know who the Lord is sitting with. <laughs> When you were calling Monica, did you call Pastor Victor? That's Monica you are calling. I had nobody in mind. Five years in the university, I had no girlfriend. I didn't pursue one. I didn't want one. But they came to me like dove. I asked one, I said, if you're my girlfriend, would they put you in my resort? What grade will you be? That's what I asked her. And she ended up making first class. And I made second class. You know, and God showed me, first time in my life, I saw vision. Ombre war. I've never seen anything like this. 
I said, what? I saw my wife sitting in with my father. We are in, you know, this traditional thing women wear at home. And they were chatting. I said, what is this? I said, God, if this is from you, take it off and... The thing went off. I came back. I said, ah, is this not my bed? Is this not my neighbor? I will look. And the thing was there. This is my neighbor's... Wow. What is this? They were talking. I didn't hear them, but I saw them talking. She was relaxed. I now knew she's my wife. And she has been my wife. And will continue to be my you know why I'm telling you this? Please, I'm begging you. Don't introduce difficulties where it's not. You are dealing with God is simple. He loves you. Just take it like that. Deal with him with the heart of a child. Like I told you, I said, I don't, tell him your difficulties. Don't hide them. He knows it already. If you repent and you say, Lord, you see this and I'm repenting. I'm finding it difficult to help. He will help you. That's what he wants truth in the inward be honest with God. Don't go and be playing and showing him how important you are. How are you. It's all waste of time. God wants sincere heart. Because if you come and try to deceive him, you are insulting him. You are insulting him. He knows you more than you know yourself. That picture you are painting, he knows you are so proud. And he's not going to deal with you. I, I told you so you can Let's just make it as simple as God has what? If you are tired, if you are praying, say, Lord, I'm tired. <laughs> I need for you to help me. He will do. He will tell you. Okay. Go and do this. Go and pray next time. Be honest. Amen? I said amen. So here are the things you say are your benefits. You are entitled to them. You are entitled. Even as I'm talking to you now, God says, believe my testimony now. These are your entitlements. You can enjoy them. Number one, who forgive it what? It's part of the covenant God made with you. Your sins and iniquities I will remember what? Why? Because he, he, he pleased him to smite his son for you. He pleased him. The Bible says he gave him great joy to do that. That will tell you the love God has for us, we can't even understand it. He said he laid on Christ all our iniquities. All of it. That he made him an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And right now, Jesus is standing before God as our great high priest, pleading with his blood for mercy for us. How do you think that that sacrifice that God accepted, that blood that is speaking for you, how do you look at it and scorn it? And think you can bring something better that will please God. Without the shedding of blood, remission of sin. Why don't you trust the blood of Jesus is speaking for? And you humble and say, Lord, I don't have any answer to this thing, but I know this blood is speaking for me. And forgiveness is my benefit. I believe your word. It will give you confidence to keep to talk to God and expect the answer. Number two, what is the other benefit? Who what? Who what? Who healed some? Can we say it like we mean it? Who what? All of them. All of them. Your benefit. 
you're entitled to heal. I told you, I said, God does it all the time. All the time. You're entitled to heal. What else are you entitled to? Who redeems my life from what? Yeah. Yeah, even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall what? No evil, because it's with me. Why? He redeems me from... He said, I've, re- I've, re- I've re- redeemed you from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of my son. I've taken you away from demonic things. I've freed you from them. If the son shall set you free, he said, don't, he said, don't walk away from your freedom. Stay in it. Stay in it. Believe it. Believe it. No weapon formed against you. Believe that. Instead of believing things that make you fearful that are not even true. Believe that. It's as simple as that. Because he's finished this work. He's done it. He's your entitlement. What is the other one? Crowns you with loving, kindness, and what? He says, my mercy will never depart from. Believe it. He says, I will never leave you. That is, even if everybody leaves you, I'm not leaving. And I won't forsake you means, even if you do things that others will, I'm not forsaking you. Because I'm committed to you. With an everlasting love, I'm committed to you. If I go, you are finished. If I go, you are done. You have no other, I, I know it. I'm the only person who can keep you, deliver you, help you, and I'm your father. I'm your father. God said, you people are human beings. You know how to give your children good. How do you think I'm that wicked? That I won't give you good. If you earthly fathers have commitment to your children, don't you think God has commitment to you? Why we were yet sinners? Crash what? Yeah. Is it now? Is it now he will leave you? Is it now God will now run away? But we have to agree with him. So we walk in partnership with him. So he says, who satisfies your mouth with what? Good things so that your youth is renewed like the... Yeah, it's your entitlement that... Don't go and be claiming old age. I don't know why all this beard they grow. Where did it come from? All of a sudden, they are looking 40, 20 years old. The reason I said that I will never grow bad, I will never grow bad, and I won't tell you why. And when you get old, you grow bad. I mean, that's okay. I mean, the particular age, yeah. But young people that are 18, 15, 20, and the older people, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. When you are older, it's beautiful. To grow. I mean, come on. It's, it's glory of the old age. Carried with dignity. But not 28 years. You see 28 years, it's looking like he's 40. And then he's, he's, he's 25. He wants to marry. The wife is running away. Because he doesn't know. He doesn't know. I mean, if you cut the particular age, you can grow it. You can grow it. You are entitled to things at particular age. It's dignity. Carry it. It looks beautiful. Look at my brother's own. Awesome. You know, you come to a particular age, it's dignifying. It really goes with your age and goes with your dignity and goes with your position. If God gives, gives it to you. But if you have this one that grows here, this one here, please cut it. 
I don't have anything. I'll cut it off, my friend. I'll cut it off. <laughs> they are growing, growing back. One is here. The other one is south. This one is west. <laughs> That's way all over the place. My friend, cut it off. Let me tell us something. Don't claim old age. The Bible says in old age you will still bear fruit. That's the difference between the Christian and those who don't have Christ. You have strength that is supernatural. You, and if you believe, if you believe, you see. Don't, don't, you know, the, the devil is wicked. He'll come and remind you you are old. Though. You can't do this again. You, no, no, I can do all this. That's the testimony of God. Why don't you believe it? Why don't you believe it? And say, I can do all this. Lord, they are the strength of my life. The Bible said there was none feeble among them. I claim it all. I, I say, Lord, none feeble in the covenant that we have a better one. I say, I'm not feeble. I speak to my brother. I say, you are not feeble. I'm telling you. Because the word of God said, no, none feeble there among them. I say, none feeble in the church. Where we have a better covenant, the Lord is the center of my life or functional life here. I said, I'm speaking to you, every bone in my body, every joint in my body, every, I'm, you are not feeble. I said, hear the word of God, you are not feeble. You must function according to the word. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Don't be taking your information from the world. They have a God that is a killer. Take your information from the kingdom of God. Your God gives life and gives it what? More abundantly. You know the age I quit Joshua went to fight? What age was that? Eh? 85. He says, Show me, I'm ready now. 85 is 85, whether then or now. He said, I'm ready to take my Give it to me. Praise the Lord. I said, Praise the Lord. Isaiah 53, 4. Surely. <laughs> this is amazing. Surely. What does surely mean? Eh? For certainty. Whose testimony is this? It's God's testimony again. He said, he said why don't you believe what I'm telling God looks you in the face and says, let me tell you about the endless treasure you have. This one is one. Surely. Can you tell your neighbor, surely, please? If you don't have your neighbor, talk to me from there. Tell your neighbor again, surely, come on. God, you have no neighbor. I'm not your neighbor. <laughs> surely, certainty, with certainty, with certainty. You don't have to doubt it. Why? It's the testimony of the Holy Spirit. That's what he says about you. Surely. What did he say surely about? Surely, my sicknesses he had what? Born. And my pains he had what? Yeah, surely. He said, this is the benefit you have because of your faith in Christ. Endless treasures. Romans 5 verse 1. It says, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith. Ah! <laughs> we are not, not that we are going to be made right. We have been what? Why? Because of your faith in Christ. See the thing, when God speaks, he means it. He said, look, you've been made, you've been counted righteous. You're acceptable to me. Righteousness means being acceptable. 
said, I will ne- anybody that comes to me through him, I will know why what? Cast him. He said, yeah. Because he, 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 you accepted, he paid your price for your sins. But you're clean, come, you're my child. Say, since you have been made right in God's sight by faith. Now let's do a pool. You know, during election, they do pool. It's not pool. It's a poll. Poll. So let's do a poll, this side. I want them to watch this side. So let's see. How many of us, let me read it again. Let's do a poll. Dave, can you help me? Come and stand here, Dave. You are the polling officer. Come. Come, just stand here. So they'll be looking. You'll be looking. When they they do this poll, just give give a casual number. Give me any number. Don't give this number better than that one because you see. Just watch them. Let's see the number that voted for this. So we're going to do a poll. It says here. It says here. It says, surely my sicknesses are born. My pains they had what? Carried them. So the poll I want to do is how many of us here believe it? Let me see your hand. By raising your hand. Our polling officer is watching you. So we did, not everybody. Okay, put down. All who don't believe, let's see your hand up. Okay, polling officer, you know them. I have, Dave, watch this side now. Watch this side. How many of us this side believe it? All of this side. Let's see your hand up. Pulling officer. Dave, don't do partial because you see this side. Pulling officer. Okay, put your hand down. Uh, those who don't believe, pull, watch them now. Anybody who doesn't believe? Okay. So all in favor, say aye. Okay, pull, thank you. <laughs> so, since we have been made right in God's sight, we have peace with God. Because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. That's the reason. That's the reason. There's no other reason. Our faith in Christ gives you this privilege. Nothing else. Don't create another one. Don't try to create another one. It doesn't exist. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. He said, because of your faith, he brought you into this place of, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine, because of it. That's why it's yours. Don't create another reason. Because it doesn't exist. But you see, you need to release your faith. You need to what? Release your faith. To have faith justifies you to these places. You have faith. It justifies you to these places. But you need to release it. James 2.18, yea, the man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without what? Thy works. And I will show you my faith by my work. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well, the devils also believe and tremble. But would thou know, O man, that faith without works is what? You have faith. He said, yeah, sure. But you have to release your faith for it to work. It's like you have money. You need to spend it. You have to release it. Let me show us an example so we can understand it very well. Look at this one. Uh, Acts 14, 6. They were, they were aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Derby, cities of Lyconia, and unto the region that lieth 
round about. Verse 7. And there they preached what? See, faith comes by hearing the gospel. They preached the gospel. And there, there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being crippled from what? So he has never walked. Who never had walked? The same had Paul speak. Who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving now that he has faith to be. Why? Because he has believed the gospel. Believed the gospel. He believed in the Lord Jesus. Paul said, wow. He now has faith to be healed. To be. To be. That faith justifies him to have it. God said, these are your endless treasures. But you don't sit down and the treasures come to you. You get up and... So he said, he said, he says, yeah, he saw that he had faith to be healed. But at this point, has he been healed? I'm asking. I'm asking now. Huh? He's still lame. But he has faith. So you have faith. You have faith. And that faith makes healing yours. But you have to do something to release that faith to take your healing. To take, they've come. They've come. I'm always working with my brother. This is, this is, this is, uh, my, this is, okay. This is faith I have. I have faith, right? This faith justify me to take this blessing. It says, because of this, the endless treasures are yours. They are not going to work because you have it and sit down. The same way that I say, hey, you have money in the bank. You will go hungry unless you go get it. So if for me to get this blessing, including this tie after service and the jacket, he said, no, that's mine. <laughs> for me to do it, there is something I have to do. This faith moves me to go and say, this is mine. If I don't do this, I have not received it. Even though it's mine, but there's a receiving process. I don't know if you follow what I'm saying. They say what? You have to receive whatever is yours. And the reason you go receive it is because your faith gives it to you. But your faith is because it gives it to you and you know it's yours. There's a receiving process. And that's what I want to show us how to receive it. Thank you, my brother. One way you receive it is, let me, let's read it again, Acts 14, 6. They were aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Debe, cities of Lyconia, and unto the region that lieth round about. And there they preached what? The gospel. Remember, you had the gospel too, and you believed it. So this man, you had faith like he had. Okay. Verse 8, and there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's what? womb, has never walked, 19. 9, the same had Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him, perceiving that he had faith now, to be. His faith has made this healing his. He can't be healed now. To be. So sitting here, you have faith to be healed. But has he been healed yet? 
No, because that's a receiving of that which is yours. So let's see what happened in verse 10. In verse 9. The same had faith, Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be hid, said with a loud voice, Stand what? Upright on their feet, and he leaped and walked. If that man didn't stand up, he would be lame. One way you release that faith, you act on it. If you don't act on it, even though your heart is full of faith, you won't see it. Because he said, faith without action is what? It's not working. You have it, but it has to have action. So Paul said, this man has faith to be healed. So he has to act. Act it. Stand up. You have faith to be healed. What healing is that? To rise up and, and say, okay, now stand up. So what you do, you know, and, and now I, stand, I remember, when we were in the palace, our pastor used to do that a lot. He would pray for the sick and we say, now, start doing what you were not doing before. Start doing what you could. And people were getting out of wheelchair, running all over the place. Now I saw that he was applying the principle of it. He would just tell us, act it. He wouldn't put it like that. He said, do what you were not doing. Come on, do it, do it, do it. And the people were jumping out of, once the first person jumps, all that starts jumping out. They start acting on it. And then they still started working. I don't know how many understand what I'm saying. Do you get what I'm saying? Let me read one more here. And then I'll show you another one. And let me take another one that is easier for you to understand. Okay, let's take this one. Acts chapter 3 from verse 1. I will need another five minutes. Because Holy Communion is mine today. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked arms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him, with John said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to what? Receive something. Six. Then Peter said, listen to this. Silver and gold have I known, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and what? Walk. Quit means, if you want this to work, get up. Verse seven. He demand he didn't rise anything. The man said, there. remember now, this man was, we didn't, know, we didn't hear that he, he believed the gospel. But Peter was acting on his own faith on his behalf. You can do that for people who don't know God. Through you, God can help them. But those who have faith with you, who have had the word, you can't do it for them. They have to act on their own faith. But you have people like your children or like something, you can't do that. Because they don't know anything. So Peter said, no, I don't see why I'm good, I don't have it. Such as I have to give unto you. He said, he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Then, and he took him. See what Peter did? When he said it, the man didn't rise, nothing. But Peter acted on it. Peter, and he took him by the hand. Who took him by the hand? 
Peter, Peter knew that if this man, if there's no attempt to act on this, it won't work. So he took him by the hand and lifted him up and left him. Peter was saying, what I told you, I believe it. The Bible says, if you say something, believe it, receive it up. So Peter acted this way out and left him. And that was when the power of God hit that leg. That was when that healing took place. When Peter lifted him up. Before then, nothing. It was when he lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. But not before then. You need to act out your faith. If you understand me, say amen. So, just let me tell you, the second way you release your faith is by words. By words. By words. Romans 10, 8. But what said it? The word is nighty, even in thy mouth. And in thy heart. That is the word of faith. You, be, you had something now, that's what you believed. Which we preach. You have faith in Christ. It's in you. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be what? But he explained it. For with the heart man believes unto, which means you have faith just, justifies you to this. Remember it says, you have faith, the endless treasures are now, so your faith justifies you to it. See, with the heart you believe unto righteousness, acceptance. So you can, these things are yours. But he says something again. He says, but with the mouth now, confession is now made unto, sorry. So when you believe in your heart, one way you can release it is to say it. And then you see it work. First one I told you is to act on it. This one is to say it. And you see it work. Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever is. So if you go around saying the things that kill you, they will kill you. They will kill you. Even though you believe in Christ, but what you are saying what is releasing. But if you go around saying what God says, you see it. Second Corinthians 4 13, we read it, and I'll show you an example and I'll close. We have we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. So we believe, therefore we speak what we believe. The Bible said, let the, let the what? Redeemed what? Say so. Let the healed say so. Let the healed say so. Can't say, be, oh, your faith has given me this. Yeah, I say it's mine. If you believe the testimony of God, agree with him and say, yeah, it's mine. Somebody asks you, yeah, it's mine. If you're ashamed of his word, it's I deny you too. It's mine. The scripture says it's mine, it's mine. Are you ashamed to say you believe the gospel? It's mine. 
Let me show us an example. In Mark chapter 7, 25, for a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him and came and fell at his feet, the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, let the children's face be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread to cast it unto the dogs, 28. And she listened to how she released this faith in Christ. Powerful. Listen to what she said. And she answered and said unto the Lord, Yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's, he said, the crumb we do. The crumb from you we do. That's a statement of confidence in the Lord Jesus. And look at what Jesus said. And when he said, and he said unto her, for this what? Sin. Because of this thing you said. What happened? For this saying, go thy way, the devil has gone. Because of this thing you said, the devil left. That's what Jesus told you. You release your faith in me by word. Then walked. The devil left. He he gave him the reason. He said, for this saying, this confidence you have in me, this trust you have in me, the devil has left. Why? Those that trust in him, we never, the scripture is true all the time. He said, the devil left. And when she was come to her house, she found the devil had gone. For what she said. Things you say will make the devil stay. This you say would make the devil. Let me show you one more example and we're done. Mark 8, 5. And when Jesus was, are you tired? Wake up. You must be healed. I say, I will preach healing until nobody has hypertension here anymore. Nobody, I don't hear about I'll preach healing and preach healing and preach healing. And pre- you and me. We are, we are confronting sickness, all of us. It must go. I must leave you alone. So you live your life in 2024 and enjoy your life. What do you do with pain? Tomorrow you can't walk, you can't get up. How do you preach the gospel? It's a major hindrance to us preaching the gospel. So we must fight it and kick it up. If you agree, shout hallelujah. Everything that is binding you, making all this, we have scriptures, we fight them up. We pull the sword of the spirit and start cutting them to shreds. So that your Christianity will shine to the world. That's one of the biggest war of evangelism. It's our lives. I'm telling you. It's our testament. So let me read eight, Matthew 8 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion besieging him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, seek. Of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and hear him. Who among us will hear Jesus say, I'm coming and not say, Lord, please come? I will do the same. Lord, please I, I, come. In fact, leave him alone. He's coming to my house. But listen to this. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come into my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority having soldiers under me. 
And I said to this man, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he's coming. To my servant, do this. And he do it. He says, I see the authority in your word. Everything obeys it. So don't come. Just see it. Because they will obey it like soldiers obey me. That's great statement of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, sir, I'm a commander. When I say sit down, they sit. He said, I see your word does the something. It has authority. You are Lord. You are God. You are Lord. He said, so just speak the word. They will listen to you too. That's all. And then what did Jesus say? Let me read verse 9 again. For I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. I said to this man, go. He go it. To another, come. He come it. And to my servant, do this. And he do it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. And said unto them that followed him, verily, I saw unto you, I have not found what? So great faith. No, not in Israel. He said, this man is releasing his faith in me. He's saying it. He's agreeing with what, who I am. Putting his total confidence in me by what he's saying. Verse 11. And I saw unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the children of kingdom shall be cast out into the outer darkness, there shall be weeping, gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, let's read it. What? As thou hast what? Since you have released this faith, so be And his servant was healed when? That very moment. You release it by what you say. You release it. Don't, don't even begin to say it before people. Just in your close it. Because people will hear they think, I'm a Christian too. That thing you are saying. There are fire extinguishers. You know what Jesus did? Before he raised that girl up, he, he put them all out. Do the same. I keep telling you, take your vessels. If you want God to fill it with oil, get into the room, lock the door. There are many people who don't understand the principles of faith who will think you're foolish. And they will talk you out of it. The devil will see to it. But if you do the same thing Jesus did, when Peter came to raise Docker, he did what? Push them all out. Because you're introducing doubt here. Out. So this morning, we're going to exercise our faith. Only three people said amen. We are going to what? Exercise our faith. Rise up and walk. We are going to do it. We are going to do it. And we are going to take this Holy Communion before we get there. Because this Holy Communion say to remind us. Jesus said, remember me. Remember what I have offered you. So when we take it, we are going to really do it. And then it will be your reality as you do it. Amen? How many ways do you release your faith? How many ways do you release your faith? What's the number one? What's number one? See these younger ones. How's number one? Action. What's number two? What's number one? Number one? Number two? Number one? Number two? Number one? If you don't answer me, we're not going. Number one? Number one? Number one? Number one, number one. If you are RG, stand up. RG, stand up. Let's see them. RG, not R, RG. 
I said algae, not algae. Algae. Algae, how do you release your faith? Number one. Number two. Thank you. Sit down. You see, you call it action. They say action. So we're going to take Holy Communion. And then we're going to go into action. Okay, can we have the Holy Communion here? Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. Did you understand what I was saying? Ah, only five people. Okay, maybe I repeat it on Sunday. And make more people understand it. If you understood me, say amen. Okay, we'll still go around this route. So make sure that more people really understand what we're talking about. Thank you.